Neuro section two, six of eight, acute spinal cord injury, neurogenic shock. Acute spinal cord injury is most likely to result from a motor vehicle accident, fault, assault, or sports injury. C7 is the most common site of spinal cord injury. Complete spinal cord injury damages the upper motor neurons, which initially leads to flaccid paralysis and loss of sensation below the level of injury. Loss of bowel and bladder function occurs as well. After the acute phase, spinal reflexes return and may lead to spasticity. In addition to paralysis, there is a concurrent hemodynamic derangement known as neurogenic shock. Hemodynamic instability is greatest with injuries to the cervical or upper thoracic cord. The higher the injury, the greater degree of hemodynamic instability. Spinal cord injury with neurogenic shock is characterized by sympatectomy below the level of injury. This manifests as a triad of hypotension, bradycardia, hypothermia, neurogenic shock can last one to three weeks. Pathophysiology of neurogenic shock. Impairment of cardioaccelerator fibers T1 to T4, unopposed cardiac vagal tone, bradycardia and reduced inotropy, decreased SNS tone, vasodilation, venous pooling, decreased cardiac output and blood pressure, impairment of sympathetic pathways from hypothalamus to blood vessels, inability to vasoconstrict or shiver, hypothermia. Hypothermia is a result of the inability of the cutaneous vasculature to vasoconstrict, causing a redistribution of blood flow towards the periphery and allowing more heat to escape from the body. In the trauma patient, neurogenic shock may be confused with hypovolemic shock. Neurogenic shock is bradycardia, hypotension, hypothermia with pink warm extremities. Hypovolemic shock, on the other hand, is tachycardia, hypotension, cool, clammy extremities. Norepinephrine is a good choice to restore SVR and inotropy. Volume expansion is required as well, but keep in mind that over-resuscitation may lead to myocardial dysfunction and pulmonary edema, particularly after the sympatectomy resolves. An arterial line will help determine the adequacy of both of these endeavors. Although succinylcholine should be avoided 24 hours after injury due to upregulation or extrajunctional receptors, fasciculations may worsen outcome with spinal cord injury. For this reason, it is prudent to forego the use of succinylcholine altogether. In a testing situation, if you are given the option, then you should always select a non-depolarizer over succinylcholine. If you must use succinylcholine, pay attention to the timing of administration relative to the timing of the spinal cord injury. The major causes of morbidity and mortality in patients with cervical and upper thoracic lesions are ineffective alveolar ventilation and inability to clear pulmonary secretions.